Welcome everyone to the Think and Reform podcast. My name is Luke Saint. Tonight with me I have my dad Joel Saint and uh, John Bingaman who is also with us. Today we're going to be talking about a recent Gospel Coalition video uh, in a series called Good Faith Debates where they essentially, you know, it's, it's self-explanatory. They bring in people and they have a discussion um, for and against a certain position. This discussion in the Good Faith Debate series is titled, Should Christians Send Their Kids to Public School? Um, first, I'm, I'm going to play a video clip of them making the introductions of who's actually involved in this debate. And then we're going to play some of the, uh, can't play all of it, um, but we're going to play some of the video and uh, do some reaction and commenting on the pro and con position of sending your kids to public school. So here it is, Pastor, I think it was Jim Davis, Jeff Davis. Um, he is the moderator and he is going to uh, introduce, introduce the players. So here they are. This very important issue. Jen Wilkin is a Bible teacher and author in Dallas, Texas, mother of five. Dr. Pennington is a professor at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, a pastor and father of six. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. Okay, so these are the two people about to present their uh, pro and con position. Jen Wilkin presenting the pro. Okay, listen, okay. Officially, she's presenting the pro, and officially, Dr. Pennington is presenting the con. Like, she believes it's okay to send your kids to public school. He believes it's not okay, allegedly, okay? But, uh, John, do you think that either of them do a good job of presenting the pro and the con? So, I, I watched this last night uh, to get ready for this. And the one thing I have to say about this debate is it was so overwhelmingly nice. Mm -hmm. okay. It's just... It was just nice. Weren't they just nice to each other? Did you, did you notice that? I mean, boy, it was a Christian debate, all right. Yeah. Um, did they do a good job? She's unabashedly pro-public uh, school. Yeah. Uh, and he's unabashedly apologetic about not being pro-public <laughs> school. I, I don't know how else to describe what he did. Mm -hmm. In his in his uh, portion of the debate, I mean, he he points out the, the advantages of homeschooling, uh, some of the advantages of homeschooling. Nobody nobody talked about the idea, the fact of public schools being a religious education. Okay, yeah, it just they just ignored it as right. if it's just one out of a bunch of legitimate choices. Yep, yep. It was the myth of neutrality awful. is all over this 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 video. The myth of neutrality is 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 dominating this video. I think <laughs> I mean I think all three people the way that they talk in this video video is that they all assume that the myth of neutrality is good and they're all just, you know, trying to I mean that, that's that seems to be what the prevalent attitude is and dad you seem to be more angry at the con guy than you are at the pro girl why is that i'm mad at everybody <laughs> <laughs> you know first of all the the pastor guy he introduces this as a very complex issue there's a complex issue we have to navigate this issue it has to do with uh finances and so forth okay what's complex about this Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Yeah. I, and there's a pastor saying this. This is complicated. I, I'd like to hear him. I am angry. I, I'd like to hear him talk about exegete Psalm 1. Mm -hmm. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Mm -hmm. 
That is public education. Yeah. It is the counsel of the ungodly. God is officially not allowed. That's the counsel of the ungodly. And you're sending your children to be to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And this pastor thinks it's complicated. If, if, if that's not the counsel of the ungodly, I want to know where it is. A, 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 a mosque? Um, I mean, seriously, how, how, where, well, if it's not the counsel of the ungodly, then where is it? It's, I'm glad you brought up the mosque because... The thing I was thinking during this debate was, would would these people be okay sending your kids to a mosque if the mosques were publicly funded? Right. Because it's it's about the money. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Well, we'll just take care of it at home. Right. No. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, just a different religion. It's humanism. It is, and 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 the reason that they will they won't send their kid to a mosque, but they will send their kid to public schools because of the, their, their faith commitment to the idea that the public schools are neutral. That's, that's what's, I think, a lot of going on here. And, and one thing that they say when they're qualifying public education or education at all, you have, look for, the, in this video, look for the word biblical. Look for ever. it. Ever. Ever. See if anyone says, well, you know, there's a lot of things to consider if it's biblical or not. Nobody says it. We're all like financial, uh, we're all like educational, uh, time management, mommy's at work, all that kind of stuff. We're talking about that, but nobody's saying biblical. And I'll give you an example right here in the introduction. Let's go again with the introduction um, right before they start going. And then we'll. You know, this debate is already so painful. We haven't even started. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, here we go today is the education of our children. This is a very passionate and complex issue there because complex. this involves those that we love most in the world. And it's complex because there are many different variables based on conviction and context and finances and family dynamics. B -b 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 Biblical? Maybe the Bible? Nah. Everything, everything but. So I appreciate today that we get to have Jen Wilkin and Dr. Jonathan Pennington join us to talk about this very important issue. Jen Wilkin is a Bible teacher and author in Dallas, Texas, mother of five. Dr. Pennington is a professor at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, a pastor and father of six. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So Jen, we'll start with you. What is your perspective on this issue? Well, my perspective is heavily autobiographical. Um, our kids did go to public school. And uh, my per it's biographical, but again, again, we don't care about your biograph. This is a Christian podcast. Oh, this is a Christian thing. We care about, is it biblical? That's basically all we care about. It's a Christian it, debate. It, 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 it's a Christian debate. The Bibles are standard. Nobody says biblical throughout this whole thing. See, yeah, all, yeah. already this Christian debate is neither. It's neither Christian nor debate. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not a debate. It, yeah. There was no point-counterpoint. Right. There wasn't. Right, right. There's a lot of question asking by, by, by knucklehead in the left seat there. But, that, but basically that's Knucklehead it. being Dr. Pennington? Yeah, Dr. Pennington. Yep. Okay. Uh, not only that, but my family is filled with public educators. Uh, my mother taught in the public school system at all levels. Oh, stop. Could anything career. be more irrelevant my, about your mother? Makes it all okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her brothers, <laughs> her sisters, her children, yeah. they're well, all public school teachers. Well, it makes it perfect. Yeah. Is this the Oscars? <laughs> I want to thank my mother. My, uh, whatever. It, yeah. it, it, this, honestly, Luke, I watched this last night, and I'm thinking, this is useless. What mm. is the point? Mm. Any, any real mm. Christian who's at, at all advised, mm -hmm. has studied this issue at all, 
it, it gets into this about 10 minutes and says this is a waste of time mm -hmm. because it's, it's neither a debate uh, nor Christian. Nor Christian, yeah. Like right. you said. Right. Very, very little scripture is, is thrown neither. around. Almost no scripture is thrown around. Like the around Federal Reserve. They have no reserves and they're not federal. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Father served on the school board in our hometown. Um, my siblings and I were all public school educated. I have a brother who Better is explains an it. assistant yeah, we, we principal at a public high school. I have a brother who was in the inaugural class of Teach for America. He taught a year in Bedford-Stuy in New York City and a year in rural Arkansas and ended up with a teaching career in rural Arkansas. Um, yeah, my sister-in-law teaches at the middle school in my district right now. My mother-in-law is a retired teacher. My daughter is a chemistry teacher who's taught in the public schools. And I have a nephew who's going to be a history teacher. So there, we're, we're all in on the public schools uh, in our family. And you can imagine that as someone who was in full-time outward-facing ministry, that was met with a lot of raised eyebrows through the years. What's, um, what's full-time outward? Yeah, what is full-time outward-facing I guess inward-facing ministry would be your family. That's my ministry is towards my family, and outward facing would be towards other people, not necessarily your family. I guess that's what that means. So she's employed as a Christian? She's a professional Christian? She is a professional minister. Outward yes. facing. I mean, she's an author, she's a talker, speaker. I, I, I guess outward facing means I'm facing the world and not my family. I, I guess that's what it means. I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. Sue me. Okay. Yeah. Have a, a larger than average number of kids, people immediately assume that if you were a person of strong religious convictions with a large family, you are either homeschooling or doing private school. Well, that's good. That's good news. That's the only good news in this whole thing. I, I'm glad that people are assuming that right away. I, uh, good. If you have a lot of kids, I hope you're, you're homeschooling them or going to private school. Uh, and we didn't, and we did uh, choose public school out of conviction, but I always like to make clear up front that we did not have any special considerations in that. Our kids um, did not have learning disabilities. There were no special concerns that might have played into that decision for us, and I'm very sensitive to that. Not only that, we always lived near excellent schools. So ah, I would never... My school's different. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, there go. it is, there it is, yeah. not in my school. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. Yeah, we have excellent schools. What about us poor slobs <laughs> who live on the other side of the tracks? <laughs> Day. You're supposed Everyone to suck it up, Joel, and take care school. of it at home. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I would say that, that we should try really hard to, if at all possible, um, because we believe in the public school ideal. Uh, we believe that education is a right. Thank you, oh Miss. Thank you, Miss Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Education is a right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Where's that come from? So's eating. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Why right. isn't somebody feeding me? Yeah. <laughs> Spoon feed. Uh, so, okay. Silver spoon uh, feed. This sounds right out of a Marxist textbook. It does. I mean, we believe in the, the public school ideal. Yep. We believe that education is right and that it's necessary for human oh, here, flourishing. It's right, good for society. It's a mark of civilization. This is all Marxism. This is Marxism. Yeah. I mean, she, she says it. I mean, she, she, she's completely redundant throughout the whole thing when she says, you know, I was public school. Yeah, we know you're public school educated. This is something a public school educated person would say. Yep. Education yep. is necessary because of because you know Daddy Marx one time said we need it for the society. We all need to be educated. I mean, th this is this is Marxism. The, the one thing I'll give uh, Dr. Pennington, maybe not to you know seal a snutter here, but he did at one point talk about uh, education being the transfer of virtue that the point of education 
was to instill virtue, not necessarily uh, okay. job skills yes. and things like that. So kudos to Dr. Pennington. I mean, he, he was nice while he did that, but he did it. Okay. And, and somebody had to say it. Right. Somebody had to say it. But what's interesting, what made me think of it at the moment, is that she's talking about civilization, that it's, education is necessary for civilization. And we couldn't agree more. We just believe that civilizing influence is, is the Bible, mm-hmm. is biblical Christianity, yes. not a public school. Yeah. And, and so... Not STEM. It, yeah. We, how, uh, how about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of civilization? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's the beginning of... Right. Right, right. Absolutely. How about yeah. that? Yeah, but we're not going to hear that this whole time. Yeah. And speaking I, of first I think Dr. Pennington says maybe I, once. So. I, I can't get off someone. I don't know. Did we hear about Jesus in this whole debate at all? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. But really, though, it's talking about virtue, right? Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands away of sin, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. That's virtue, mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And, and and Jen Wilkin knows nothing about virtue here. Mm-hmm. It is not a part of anything she says. Right. On the other hand, we will be preemptively criticized for criticizing. Mm-hmm. She will in this in the next few minutes tell us how bad we are for piling on the poor public schools well, and anybody who believes in public schools. Okay, well, let's get onto that so we can be scolded. It's good for society. Uh, it's a mark of civilization that you have an educated uh, citizenry. And so if that is something that- But, but again, see, here's the standard is, it's, it's nothing biblical. Nothing biblical has been said yet. Right. In her whole opening entourage, in her whole opening uh, uh, statements. She has never said a Bible verse. She hasn't said the word Bible, Christ, God, nothing. This could have been said by Karl Marx. Everything that she said. Uh, actually no. was said by Karl Marx. Oh, she could be like a back. keynote speaker at the National Education Association uh, convention. Okay. Everything she's saying. The other thing that she's saying here about civilization, at, at the mark of a civilized society, being an educated populace, to Tocqueville was very clear about mm-hmm. in the 1830s, yeah. right? Yep. When he wrote about how educated America was. But he also noted that's because every child grew up reading mm-hmm. his Bible. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Everyone. And we had a civilized society mm-hmm. yes. in America in 1830s. Mm-hmm. I, I spent some time in the capital city of Zambia, Lusaka, and schools everywhere. Everywhere. Uniforms all over the place. And you know what, John? To your point, nobody reads. Yeah. But we have schools everywhere. We have education going on. And it, no, you don't have education. You have schools, but you have no education because you don't have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge. You have schools, no education. And we are the people of the book. With well, a shout out to uh, George Grant, who I saw years ago give a, a talk about one thing or another, and, and he made a point about Indonesia. Jakarta is a city of 8 million people, at least it was when he was speaking. Jakarta had two bookstores, hmm. right? Now, it's a Muslim, it's a Muslim culture, yeah. Muslim civilization. They had a total of two bookstores, and guess what? They were both Christian. Hmm. It tells you what you need to know. They are people of the image, and that's what you had in Lusaka, but we're people of the book, mm-hmm. the word, mm-hmm. the concepts. You can't picture it. You have to picture it in your brain. Mm. 
you can see, then you would value that you would have quality education for everyone, if at all possible. Uh, okay, and okay. we believe. I, I sure hope Pennington um, challenges this. How can you say quality education without mentioning the fear of the Lord? Mm -hmm. uh, she's talking about a quality education apart from the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you do this. I sure hope he, I hope, he, he's useless if he, doesn't, if he does not challenge her on that point. That our participation in the public school system was directly related to loving our neighbors. And so if we could opt in at all, then we absolutely wanted to. Uh, so we did, we opted in, and um, I would say that um, one of the big things that helped us to be able to say yes to the public schools was uh, that we believed that worldview came from your home. Your worldview and your values came from your home. And I think that that's what everyone believes in the education debate, but I don't know that the public school parent always gets credit for that perspective. Uh, we did not think that wait, wait it was a, a simple. Uh, this is this is. I don't know if I'm going to be uh, be able to sit through this. <laughs> Haven't we heard enough about National Education Association people shielding the, ch the the parents from what's being taught at school? Haven't we heard enough about that? Yeah. And she just said, "Well, everybody in the education debate." She just said it. Believes that the values come from home. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. I hope Pennington challenges her on this point. Yeah. Not. Yeah. They, 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 most, I mean, I, I think, I, I would say most, but there is a large number of educators out there that think it's their responsibility to instill the morals and the values into these kids because they think their parents are, are racist or homophobic or whatever, and, and then they, they take that responsibility. They don't tell the parents, hey, this is what I'm doing. And, and parents often find out, and, well, send a kid right back to public school. How can she, as a Christian, get away with saying something that wrong? I mean, it's a lie. Well, no, there's. I believe that everybody inside. No, no, they don't. So there's a question on the table. How could she, as a Christian, do this? Hmm. Well, you know, and, and so all of a sudden we're back to the niceness of Christianity. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, what we're dealing with here in a gospel coalition uh, de debate, mm -hmm. so-called debate, debate, good yeah. faith debate, right. is nice Christians. Mm -hmm. And then there's the question of the depth of these Christians. Mm -hmm. Do they, is it because they attend, they attend church? It, you know, what's their real depth? What is their real conviction? And we, we just don't know. Well, one of the reasons we want to talk about this video in particular, this is not, the, value, the, the views being expressed here are not fringe. Uh, I believe this is, this is a common acceptance even among Christians. Her, her worldview and his worldview are, are ma very mainstream views. Oh, I'm not, yeah they're, yeah, they're not fringe. We're fringe. Yeah, 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 we are fringe. Yeah, we are. Um, but but this is why we're addressing this video is because this is indicative of the 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 mass Christian philosophy concerning uh, public education and just just a little bit of looking under the rug reveals how wicked and and silly the whole thing is and I just wish Dr. Pennington would have done that and challenged her but as we'll see here in a minute he's just going to spend most of his time apologizing for, for 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 disagreeing with her and she never says hardly anything about like well I you know I know how that's your view but my view is I mean she's more like well you know everyone has to you know you, everyone has to cater to my view yeah and, and, and I don't mean to be I, I don't know if this woman's a Christian I don't know that but 
the question that we have being serious about our Christianity, the problem that we have is that other people aren't. Mm -hmm. And so we don't know because they don't exhibit Christian behavior yeah. because their, their worldview doesn't conform to the worldview that's espoused in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that, that Jen here is not a Christian? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But it's fair to say, show me your Christianity in the Bible. Mm -hmm. show, show me where what you're espousing mm -hmm. is in the Bible, is in the Word of God. Do you believe the Word of God? Yeah. Or is it just the red letters? Or is it, you know, what? I, I, where do you come up with this? And uh, we, we don't get an answer. We never get an answer. We never get an answer, especially biblically speaking, because hardly anybody, well, I'll let them do the talking. Here we go matter of just sending them off to get educated and then everything would sort of fall into play. The church would pick up the, the slack on whatever they needed to get for their Christian worldview. Jeff and I are um, nerdy people who like to learn. And so our children's love of learning in all likelihood, or in fact, I hope, came from the ethos that was in our home. And we knew that that would be a factor in the way that they Okay, okay. and another thing for Pennington here. You like, to, you like to learn what? Mm -hmm. um, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jen, how much of God's law are you learning? You're not learning that? Then what are you learning? Mm -hmm. It's a myth of neutrality. They're just, you, you can learn things apart from the Bible, you know, Dad. Yeah. You know? yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, math, what does that have to do with the Bible? Yeah. That's got nothing to do with the Bible. Right, right. You know, I remember in, in college, and we got into an ethics discussion in uh, Algebra 2. It was Algebra 2, and we got into an ethics discussion. Teacher was involved in everything. Yeah. What does math have to do about it? We were talking about it. If they were in a classroom where that love of learning was not being particularly um, amplified, that we could pick up the slack at home. We definitely had lots of conversations about everything that they were learning. And, no, no uh, you didn't, Jen. No, you didn't have conversations about everything they were learning because... Kids know what they're doing, and they know what's not welcome at home. And you know what? If it's not welcome at home, they're not going to talk about it. You think you learned, you know about everything they're learning? You're wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> You're way wrong. Mommy and Daddy, today we came home and learned. I, I learned. I had a great conversation with my friend about about crack cocaine. Yeah, like they're going to come home and tell you about that conversation. Yeah. Come on. Guess what I saw on my phone today? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, oh yeah, it's thing. true. Yeah, yeah. That happens. That that happens all the time. Everything that they're learning, she's either naive or lying. Elements as well, uh, but because the education, the quality of education piece was not a question for us, we knew they would get an excellent learning experience, and we welcomed the social aspect of it. The public schools were uh, an easy yes for us in the space that we were in. So the kids went an easy yes. And we welcomed the social aspect of it. I think the Bible says a companion of fools will be destroyed. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. What else do we need here? All the way through public school, um, some of the issues that are now more emerged in those spaces were already emerging at that time. And so some of the Gosh, things that we about? felt were beneficial uh, was that we knew we had to have conversations early. Uh, we did not delay on talking about difficult uh, or controversial subjects, 
and we knew what was going on with the curriculum as well. We had firsthand knowledge of what was going on in those spaces and we worked hard to make sure that we were up to speed on that. It helped that we had a family member who's in the district who Not could everybody help us does. sort through what was it's fact true. and what was fiction when everything was blowing up in, in like a Facebook discussion group in the community to sort of sort out what was really going on. All this work, all these discussions, all these conversations, why not just homeschool them? We're going to all this work about, let's go, well, tell me everything you learned about today, Charlie. Tell me everything you learned about today, Susie. And, you know, we got to have a discussion, deprogram you about what's fact and what's fiction. We got to get uh, my, my relative in the school district, we got to get him involved. Why not just keep him home, homeschool him? Why? You're doing all the work anyway. Good gravy. Way less deprogramming. Jen, I promise you, there's way less deprogramming. This sounds easier than what she's talking about here. This sounds like a full-time freaking job. Well, except I, I doubt she's really all that much into deprogramming from what I'm hearing. <laughs> now, she also said that they knew what was coming down the pike. And so they didn't shy away from the difficult discussions. So what's coming down the pike is really inappropriate, perverted stuff to being taught to your kindergartner. Yes. And so, Mommy... Mm -hmm. How do you take that up, mm -hmm. Daddy, with your five-year-old? You, right. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, because right. they're going to public school? Right. Because you knew what's coming. Right. And so, you know, those things had emerged. Right. Even when our kids were in school, uh, you know, the, the whole class with the banana thing. Right. And then, you know, how, how, what, how do you explain that one in Sunday school? Right. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I just don't believe it what what yeah right so so you're saying they weren't having these discussions with their kindergartners i don't think so yeah i doubt it well i will tell you this oh, my wife just sent me a text message to calm down I, I, <laughs> <laughs> was she two houses away <laughs> you know i think i just figured out the good faith thing i've been trying to figure it out what's a good faith debate and i was trying to think of good faith debates in the bible mm -hmm. right yeah yeah I, I think maybe the best you have is maybe the jerusalem conference in, in acts 15 maybe something like that but I figure out what here what the good faith is. The good faith is you have to have faith in secularistic, non-biblical ideas. If you're going to be on this good faith debate, you got to believe in the myth of neutrality. Yeah, you have to. Yes. That's a, that. You need faith in knowledge outside of the scriptures. Mm. Not just as, that. as opposed to the scriptures. You need to have faith in that. Not That's, just that. Don't you good faith. Dare criticize the public schools. Mm. Don't denigrate them. Don't, you know, demean them. They're doing a pretty good job themselves. But she'll get to that. Um, but one of the big benefits that came from having children in the public school system from our perspective was they had an exposure to such a broad array of kinds of people so that when we had conversations about something that was going on in the culture, um, or even the, the hot button issues right now, like, like sexual orientation, gender identity, all of that, um, those were not just categories that we talked about. Those were people. Those were friends. That was an embodied truth. That was someone who sat next to them okay. in class. So, or it was so, Jen, when you had those conversations, what did you say? Mm. I, I'd like to know. It's okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. what she said. Oh. You think so? Yeah. That's well, what I think. It's not okay for you, but it's okay for them. Mm. It's yep. their truth. Yep. I, 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 doubt, I can't imagine her saying anything different mm. than that. Hey, you know what? Everybody makes their own decision type of nonsense. Mm -hmm. She doesn't say what she told her kids. Mm. And we just had a conversation. And maybe she, maybe she did. Maybe she said this. We don't believe that in our household. Mm -hmm. But Not in, good enough. But you see, that's the point. 
Hmm. That's the point. As Christians, yeah. we're not allowed that. Are we? Are, are we allowed to confuse our children hmm. and say, okay, it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not right for us. But don't criticize them and don't tell, don't tell them they're wrong hmm. because, hmm. you know, that, that, that's not civilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their decision to it, to is just as legitimate as everybody else's decision. And and maybe maybe they didn't even say that. Maybe they said it's wrong, mm-hmm. and they and they're going to pay consequences for that. Mm-hmm. But they still didn't correct. They, they didn't they didn't take any corrective action mm-hmm. because they, she, didn't, they didn't teach their kids to maybe confront. She or, says very specifically in this in this uh, episode. That their children were not evangelists. Their children were not there to evangelize mm-hmm. the other children. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Newsflash. Your children are there to be evangelized. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Was a teacher. Uh, and so we were able to humanize those conversations. And, um, and that was really What is she gift. talking about? Okay. I mean, not a- I, she, she's trying to say that, you know, in a homeschool situation, you might not know any homosexuals. But in the public school, you can you can know homosexuals, and now the discussion has a face to it. That's what she's saying. How, how is that helpful? Well, it is helpful, Joel. It, it's helpful to to see somebody who has a, a particular problem. It's helpful to see up close and personal how a homosexual is living his life. Mm-hmm. It's it's helpful to. F- to feel his pain, the, the, I, I, you know, I've been around uh, the, the neighborhood that we lived in in, in the city yeah. uh, of yeah. Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to know some people. Uh, I got friendly with with some some guys, and but they're not happy. Yeah. It's not it's not gay. Right. They they were they were clearly in uh, in pain. So it puts. But, but let me ask this, John. No, But my point yeah. is, it puts a human face on it. But what if, and, and, what if they're child molesters? Do we have to know child molesters? I'm not saying that. I'm, what I'm saying is that you, putting a human face on something gives you some empathy, some bit of it puts a bit of humanity into that lost person. And see, this is the kind of good faith debate I'm, t- I'm talking about right here. Uh, that's that's what I want to hear more of. Uh, but yeah, but I understand the value of, of that. You know, um, uh, I, it makes it real. Yeah, it, it makes it's it. It's not a character, right? A I caricature. mean, we, we are we are better off on the streets talking to pagans than being taught about how pagans act. You know, yeah. What but I'm see, what, where she's coming from here, and this is what I, I'm going to argue this point. Where she's coming from is is if you have homosexual friends, then that will help you to understand them. And ultimately, it'll break down your ability to confront them and mm. confront the sin. Mm. I believe that's where she's coming from here. Mm. Okay. Noted. Not only that, they were around children from different socioeconomic levels. They were around children um, from different uh, racial... See, I can tell you've never homeschooled your children because children f- who are homeschooled are definitely around children, other children from different socioeconomic... <laughs> if you've hung out with homeschoolers, there's a lot of socioeconomic factors hang out with homeschoolers Social communities they were around um, special needs children uh, that's one of my favorite things about the public schools is that children with special needs are actually in in with the other children they have a buddy system to help these kids and they're they're visible in the lives of these kids every day 
Um, so they also had exposure to kids whose home situations were very different than theirs. And one of the things about a public school experience is no one is really pretending. It's Disagree with that 100%. <laughs> Disagree with that 100%. Wait, are you kidding me? Are there no me? humans there? Are, are, you, are you kidding me? No one is pretending? Have you seen people who live for high school and the bubble that they live in? Have you seen them when they come out into the real world? They're, they're like, whoa, God, this is completely different. That, that high school is not a representation of how the real world works? That's unbelievable. No one is pretending? Are you kidding me? That's like saying, you know, uh, you know, I, I got to, you know, watch a lot of TikTok videos, and the best thing about TikTok is nobody's pretending. You know, it's it's really them. Those are the real people that you see. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. No one's pretending. She, she well, is tossing up beach ball size softballs <laughs> to Pennington. And, uh, I hope he does something with them, but I'm afraid he, it probably he's got be a bad disappointed. Back. And speaking from, I'm going to give a little bit of uh, personal history here. Mm -hmm. Our son was in public school uh, from kindergarten through seventh grade, sixth grade. And in elementary school, he was, uh, he was labeled gifted. And the gifted class uh, did a bunch of stuff and he, he opted out and it drove them crazy because he was just bored in the, in the gifted stuff. But they also did this mainstreaming that she's talking about. The special needs kids were put in with the regular kids. And so uh, it, it turned out that my, my wife went in to help out with uh, the, the classes and involved mom, right? We're going to be involved. And so she's in there with our son and the, 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 the special needs kids in the library. This is when they had card catalogs and they were to look up... Uh, something for for a research paper quote-unquote research paper or whatever that might be in second or third grade and the regular kids without special needs were done you know they, they've got their stuff and they're working away and special needs kids are trying to find t mm -hmm. on the on the cards okay the for t. turtle yeah right right they had no idea okay ABC, they didn't get it. And my wife went to the teacher and said, do you believe that, that by mainstreaming these kids that everybody in that class doesn't know, know who has special needs? Do you think that that kid who's looking for tea when all his buds mm -hmm. are already doing stuff, do you think he feels great mm -hmm. because he's in with them? And she was told point blank that teacher looked her right in the eye and said, you, do, you don't understand the educational principles involved. And my wife said to her, you're right, because there's nothing, there's nothing principled involved in what's going on here. You're making that kid feel like dirt. And it, but here we are 20, 20 years later, and we're still promoting it. We're still promoting Yay. it. Like it's, and like I'm, it's I'm still on this pretending thing. That, that's pretending. It is. That, that's exactly what it is. Let's, let's pretend that there are no special needs. We just says how wonderful it is, but in this case, we're, not, we're pretending that they don't have special needs. Right, even though we call it special needs. Yeah. What, what, what foolishness. And, 
no, no <laughs> pretending with all the transgender people walking around. Are you kidding? No yeah. pretending? Yeah. yeah, yeah. people pretending to be boys who are girls. Are, are, are you kidding it's me? insanity. And, and see, so she slips that in there. Well, like homeschoolers are pretending? Yeah, well, anyway. And the Christian right. schools, they're, they're, pre, they're pretending. Not us. Not yeah. us honest public schoolers. <laughs> oh, she is disgusting to me. She is disgusting. <laughs> building it up, man. It's building it up. What minute are we at? Uh, we're <laughs> seven minutes in here. It's all right out there. And so our kids knew very early what it meant to be aliens oh. and strangers. Oh, and boy. that was something that we were able to say to them was something, a feeling to welcome, not a feeling to push away that the more different you feel from the people around you, um, assuming that those differences are rooted in a, in a Christian conviction, then the more you can know that you are probably being conformed to the image of Christ. Hold the stop the um, and Okay, so we, we, assuming, we got, okay, first, assuming, mention, first mention of Christ, we're seven minutes in, we're first mention of Christ, all right, seven and a half minutes in. Assuming that these differences are because of your Christian worldview. Right. Right, it's true. Assuming. Yeah, assuming, right. Is that why? Right. We don't know that. Mm. But it's just we're just we're going to take that as a given. Interesting. We'll take that as our baseline. Okay. Uh, her kids are aliens and strangers in the local public school. Didn't want to didn't want to be popular. Uh, they're on the outs. Is is that really what was happening there? They're being made fun of because of their Christian values. I don't think so. <laughs> assuming Assume. And that means being a soft presence, not being a necessarily even allowed. The image of Christ, a soft presence. <laughs> well, Jesus the image was of nice. Was a soft, soft oh, presence. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is this is what I'm talking about, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is this is what I mean. You know, you know, we're, nobody's pretending, and here she is pretending that Jesus Christ is a soft image. A soft image, not allowed, not necessarily even allowed presence. Oh, no, not that. Not Christ. Presence. I do think one of the misconceptions about Christian parents who send children to public school is that we've sent them there to be missionaries, to be salt and light. And I... That's not a misconception. That is a, a, that is a justification that is said like over nine times over. out of ten. Over and over. That is not a misconception. She said, she didn't say it about us. It's not a misconception about us. She said it's a misconception about Christian parents. That is not true because most of them say salt and light nine times out of ten. That's not a misconception. That's a reality. What are we doing here? What, what are we doing? Pretending. I can't. That's exactly right. Oh, my goodness. This lady. Crack up about that because the kids were actually involved in a Bible study at the school there in high school that was called Salt and Light. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but, bummer. <laughs> but it's a misconception. It's a misconception. It's, I promise. No one's pretending. It's a misconception. Reality was we sent them there for an education, and uh, we knew that we would have a... <laughs> what are we doing here, man? What are we, we doing? We sent them there for an education. There they are studying the stinking Bible. <laughs> ah! What are we doing here? What in the here? world? What, what are we doing? A role as their parents, probably, in being salt and light. And we assumed that if they grew into their faith and, and did, in fact, you know, become believers and then if they uh, mature believers. into that, that there would be that influence. But we were not trying to send a second grader into a secular space to share the good news. Uh, we, we, we wanted to train our kids into that so that anywhere they went, that became something that was intuitive. But we, didn't, we were not on mission in that sense. Uh, in the local school. Yeah, they all graduated um, from the public school system with an overwhelmingly positive experience and with, um, with a world-class education. And they went on to go to, pub to a large public university as well. I'm gonna have to fight these guys later. 
Yeah, real talk. I'm going to have to fight every single one of her kids later because they're all statists. I promise you they're all statists. You don't, you don't go to this and, and escape statism. You've got to be reprogrammed somehow. And she's like, oh, they went to public universities and all that kind of... I'm going to have to fight these guys later. When I, when, I go, when I try to go out into the street and I try to make change and try to deprogram people from the statism that's living in their minds, I'm going to come across her kids and I'm going to have to fight them. I'm going to have to fight these kids. Oh, oh, but Luke, relax. They have a world-class education. Anybody know what that in the world that is? A, wor- a world-class education? Non-biblical. Ah, that's yeah, what it is. That's, that's, exactly what, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. After that. And um, we look back on it, and I think now the question that I get most frequently is like, but you wouldn't do that now, right? Like knowing what you know now. And uh, my answer would be that, yes, I would. Can you believe this lady? Oh, no, no one I know. I'd still send them in again. Because I know what our school district is and isn't teaching. And uh, what I see happening now around this conversation is a great deal of misinformation and Mm -hmm. fear-mongering. Some of the things even in our own district that parents will Uh, say Do you you see the pastor like nodding at that point? Hate it when they do that. Yeah, fear mongers. <laughs> I'm not one. No, are not being taught. Uh, and what I think is happening is people read an article about something that happened somewhere else. Somewhere else, because my that, school's different. Yes. Yeah, not right. my school. Yeah, right. Not my school. Yeah. Right. Hashtag. Hey, uh, Jen, do they teach like in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth at your school? <laughs> Travels around about what is or isn't going on. And because we live in a time where fear is something that is leveraged at every turn, it takes root. And yeah, kind of like masks and COVID and, and, and vaccinations and whatnot, yeah, maybe? Right, right. Gen? based decision instead of an educated decision. I think there are legitimate things to be concerned about with a public school education. <laughs> name name whether two. Whether your district is actually the one that is implementing those things or not is something that you should get firsthand information on, not have heard about from someone else. And I would also just urge uh, not to contribute to fear mongering and hearsay if you're a parent who's trying to make those decisions. Uh, that's what you're talking about, John, right? We're not allowed to criticize. We're not allowed to criticize. Yeah, criticize. That's fear mongering. Yeah, right, right. Right. Plus, uh, a minute ago, she said, uh, you know, if, if we're doing this, we're, she, she wants us to make an educated argument. Right. You know, making it so. If we're arguing against this, we're clearly uneducated. Uneducated. Mm-hmm. At least we don't have a world-class education. Right, right, right. <laughs> American public school system, world-class education. That's, that's, that's rich. I recently uh, put some information on this perspective up in my stories on Instagram. And I don't spend enough time on Instagram for the algorithm to feed me a lot of attention. And so when I say that I got hundreds of DMs in response to what I put up in support of public schools, that is not normal for me. And almost all of them were from Christian teachers. I don't don't want to hear about Christian teachers. I'm sure they're out there. But they're not Christians when they're in front of the classroom. They're not allowed to be. They're not allowed to be Christians at that point. They're not allowed to say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But she doesn't address that at all. No. Who said... I have been vilified and maligned by my Christian community because I teach in the public schools. And that's not right. I mean, so I think one of the... I think at this point, I have to ask her this question. You know, even though she says she's a Christian, but I have to ask this question. You should never really ask a question. You shouldn't have to ask an educated Christian like she is this question. But Jen, by what standard? 
That's not right by what standard? You know, you haven't mentioned the Bible this entire time. So when you say it's not right to, 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 for vilify. a Christian community to vilify people who are teaching, yeah, so some of them are not, but some of them are actively teaching lies because, hey, I just want this is a curriculum, following the curriculum. That's okay, right? They are teaching lies, and you say that's not right, and my question is by what standard? I shouldn't be having to ask you this question. Right? You, you, you should be asking everybody else that question by what standard. Well, see, right? and you're right. And Pennington should be asking. I don't know if he will or not. But because I did see a little bit of this. I didn't see the whole thing like John did. Uh, John obviously has a much stronger stomach than I do. But <laughs> I, 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 I hope Pennington would, would ask this question. Are public school teachers teaching lies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are they required to teach lies in order to keep their job? Yes or no? Yeah. Right, it's a good well, question. That's the same question we have to ask our doctors, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It, it, is this a necessary treatment? Race, or race, is this, recently, yeah. yeah. Yeah, is this something that you have to do in order to retain your job, to, in order to keep the paycheck coming right. in? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the same thing. Things I would love to have entered into this conversation is that while I cannot tell you to put your children in public school, and certainly never would because there are so many factors that – are at oh, play. Th- thanks for that news that it flash. is important for us to understand that um, our decision regarding this and even our demeanor toward this has an impact on our community. It sure has impact our family. Uh, the most common phrase I hear thrown out in these conversations is, "Well, I just need to do what's best for my family." And this is where we get into the. To, this is where we get into like even more Marxism. This is where the Marxism becomes a little bit more pure. What she says about right here, isn't it? Just and kind of I think that's something that as Christians we have to push back on. Um, Philippians tells us. Well, wait, stop for a second. Not just oh, she referenced the Bible. Oh, here it is. All right, we're yeah. eleven and a half minutes, and we get a Bible verse. Okay, and she just said the guy said, "Well, I have to do what's best for my family." We need to push back on that. Yeah, I know, Dad. That's what I'm talking about. This is more Marxism here. Push back against what's good for your family. Yeah, push. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, there's some consistency here. Let, anyway. Let's give her credit. Let's listen what's good to what for the, What's here. good for the kingdom? Yeah. What? Remember, it used to be God, family, country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now right. it's you know what? Yeah. Well, it's, it's Jen. <laughs> family. No, it's Jen community family. You're going to yeah, see Jen, right here. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. It's to your own interests, but to the interests of others. And there's no such thing as a decision that's made just for our families. Nobody In said fact, there was. Even having the gift of the decision at all means that you're a person with more choices than some people. And those who don't have a choice of where they will educate their children will be impacted by your presence, your adult parent presence not being in the public schools because you've chosen to go somewhere else. Uh, We can look back in not too recent history on this and see the impact of when a large number of Christian parents decide to opt out of the system and how it impacts those who are left behind. What's she talking about? I thought thought she wasn't in there to evangelize. I thought that's what this wasn't about. Now you're talking about evangelism. And what's she talking about? Yeah, John's point. What's she talking about the not too recent history? I don't know. I guess what she's saying is when when the Christian parents pulled their kids out of public school, I guess everyone became less moral? I don't know. Or or had an effect on on funding or... Yeah, I or guess. something, or maybe what was going on in school. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. have any idea what she was refer- referring to. Impacts those who are left behind. So yeah. I, I don't know what she means by impact. Left behind. Yeah. So you took out the good influence. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're left with that influence, which is, can we say it, bad influence? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was influencing 
The good influence. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's good influence, publics. What's she talking about? Do you think it's very important for us to understand that while, yes, we do what is best for our families, we don't do so in a vacuum. We understand that what we do for our family always impacts the community around us and that we should look to the welfare of the city in which we live. See, that's communism. That's so, Marxism right there. So there sacrifice your family yes. for the good of the community. Yes, put your kids in public school for the good of the people. Put your kids in the meat grinder and everybody will be able to have hamburgers. That is something right from the French Revolution, for Pete's sakes. And this is a Christian teacher. Boy, we're bad, man. We're, we're so bad off. We'll never get persecuted in this country because we're running way too fast. Yeah. And that there are a lot of ways to do that. Even if I, I realize that my kids cannot go into my public schools. And I, I do know what that looks like. You know, I, I have a brother who lives in a very rural setting. Um, I do know what that looks like. But even if I realize that my own children will not be going to those education spaces, how can I, as a person who cares for the widow and the orphan, who cares for the fatherless, how can I be a person who still maintains a giving presence in that space? How do I support the teachers? How do I support the administrators? How can I volunteer in ways that are going to bring life into a system that does serve the Life, what kind of life are we talking about? Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the, the truth, and the life. Are you bringing Christ? If you're not bringing Christ, you're not bringing life, Jen. And and, and she's uh, is she done soon? She's confl yes, she is. Uh. And conflating the idea of caring for the widow and the orphan, which you don't do at public school. No. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, what she what she uh, what she baking chocolate dip cookies for the I, I, you know <laughs> it what 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 what's she trying to say really? What I, I don't quite get it. She's mixing up all these ideas and trying to make it sound um, good faith. <laughs> it, it, when, you, when you look at it from the, the, the biblical perspective, you know, when in Proverbs it says, all who hate wisdom love death. Love death. They love death. And either you love wisdom or you love death. And she is not going to go, because the myth of neutrality, that there is a middle ground there that there's some sort of like other purse part of that verse that the Bible forgot to mention, but also you can be in between, right? You either love wisdom or you love death and the public school system. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine anyone seriously with a straight face looking at me and saying, yes, the public school system loves wisdom. So if they don't love wisdom, we, okay, look, we don't, we know that they don't love wisdom. We know that they, they, they hate wisdom and they love death. What she just said Given that verse is true and that she, her perspective is not, or her, her perspective is not biblical, what she just said, I want to support the teachers, I want to support the administration, you're helping in this system of loving death. I want to support the teachers who are teaching the, the, the love of death. I want to support the administration because either Jen is right and there's a middle ground that you can just have an education without the Bible, or the Bible is right in saying there's only one way Either, there's only two ways. Either you love wisdom or you love death. Now, given that perspective, I'm going with the biblical perspective. There's no middle ground. I'm going with the biblical perspective. And what she just said is horrifying, to, it, given that, because she is helping these people to teach something that contributes to the love of death. Both of these characters in this good faith debate uh, allow for the legitimacy of public school mm. they both mm. have as a baseline mm -hmm. that it's just one of your choices mm. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, if you, if you really say different, you're not going to be on the good faith debate. Well, you're not. That's you're right. Not, you're and, not you're vilifying, yep. and you're vilifying. And right. fear you're vilifying. And you're fear-mongering. And therefore, you're, you're not allowed to do that. Hmm. We're, it's, it's a bad thing to do. Don't do that. See, this political so, correctness, is, it's everywhere now. So it started that way, mm-hmm. and it's not gotten any better. So it, it, it didn't take, you didn't have to watch the whole thing. It's just hard to get through it, man. It's so, it's so difficult. Even if I can't convictionally say I could put my own kids there. And then just in closing, I would urge charity. And I know. Have we been charitable so far? I don't know. Maybe we have. Maybe I'm we not. I yeah, I have, I've been <laughs> charitable. Good faith discussions, not bad faith ones. So I'm going to just think that this is a good place to be able to just acknowledge that there is a way to follow our convictions for our families and still uh, not have to malign the decisions of others in doing so. Um, particularly when it comes to public school, I think we're of the of the public, private, or homeschool options, I think we're the punching bag right now. I'm so glad she thinks that. That's a little bit of hope for me, for, for Christianity. I, 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 that's, that's hopeful for me. It really is. I wonder why she's the punching bag. She's getting a world-class education. <laughs> well, and, and you get, you're striking right at the heart of religion here with what she just said about not maligning others that have a different view. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we believe the Bible, and we do, then we have to say to Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, anybody else, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. They're, they're happy to say that to us. They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Come on. The question ends up being, is saying to someone, you're wrong, uh, is that maligning them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to see her. Um, John Payton was a missionary to the New Hebrides. And cannibals. You know, and you know what he did? He went to them and he said, you're wrong. He maligned their beliefs. Yes. I, I wonder how Jen would counsel John Payton. Well, what are you thinking about going in there trying to change their culture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Just leave them alone. And just, they'll come home wagging their tails behind them. Yeah. Uh, you know, so how do you, how do you as a faithful Christian, or a faithful Muslim. Mm-hmm. How do you interact with someone of a different religion without telling them what you believe is true mm-hmm. and that they're, they're so sadly mistaken mm-hmm. that they're in jeopardy? Right. John, what you're talking about here is loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. And mind. How do you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind and then say that your belief is as legitimate as it's, everybody, it's else's? everybody else's? How do you do that? Um, there's no reason that we wouldn't support teachers who love the Lord, who have stayed convictionally in those spaces. There's no reason. And yet that's, you know, they hear things like the hellscape that is the public schools. Oh, my word. Thanks for, for the first thing I, you said that I agree with. Yeah, it is a hellscape. My gosh. If, that's, if, if the public school is not a hellscape, hellscape then what is? Yeah, what, what, what does it look like? If, like that, that, if it does look like that mess. Oh, gosh. That's one of the epithets that I've heard thrown out there. And it's like, well, is that true? Are yes. we saying what's true, honest, <laughs> just, pure, and lovely when we say that? Yeah, um, yeah. And so my, my, my encouragement would be that um, everyone feels strongly about where they land on this. Everyone. It's a big decision. And you should. You should feel deep conviction about where you land. Um, but to recognize that um, there is such thing as a conviction okay, on public. She is Eve. 
right right there it comes down to what you feel is right no different from eve looking at the looking at the fruit saying it's it's good for it's pleasant to the eyes desire to make one wise eve had a conviction about what she wanted to eat right then and there mm-hmm. and jen would approve that you you cannot tell me anything different at this point everybody needs their own conviction everybody needs to make up their own mind eve did exactly that public schools for for well-intentioned christian parents and um and that children can come through the system and not just survive it but that they can go on to oh, wait whoa 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 <laughs> what's to survive yeah it's true that's right yeah that's true good question there it was. I, th- I think she What's just. What's the survive? Uh, I think there was some sort she of admission her hand there. A yeah, yeah, she did. <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Not 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 only that can they not only can they can survive it. That's a great pitch. Hey, send your kids to public school. Not only they, can they survive it, they might. Yeah, they might. But but. Jen, thank you for that perspective. I appreciate the way you've thought through it. I appreciate. The charity. This is so sad. I, 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 this is so How sad. How can you leave and listen to a pastor <laughs> this like is this? So I'm sorry. sad, man. Uh, no. This is oh. sad for a bunch of women sitting around here, man. This is so sad. Oh my gosh. What what Doug Wilson say? Um, oh. um, w- women in the pulpit of both sexes. Yeah. Oh my word. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh. make a different uh, decision, and and you've really addressed some uh, some talking points that you do hear out there that that you've thought through really well so thanks for what you've done with your family and telling us about it here. she's identified them All right, Jonathan, i'm not sure she's thought them through mm-hmm. I, I, honestly okay you know they're not consistent the talking points they're she's she's identified the talking points mm-hmm. and she's come up with some glib answers to the talking points but it, it, my firmly held conviction is that we're not going to hell in a handbasket. We're going to hell in the yellow painted school buses mm. is what we're doing. Mm. Um, we're going to take a listen to maybe some of his and, um, and then we, we won't go any further, really. Um, just that introduction alone was the foundation enough. I mean, the lack of scriptural justification in the <coughs> introduction, the, the, the only thing that she justified using scripture was to love the community. And um, she never said the word. Did she say the word biblical? Was it in there? No, I didn't no, hear it. I didn't hear it either. Um, and she, she, and the, and the she only, did use the word Christian. And she used the word assumes Christian. Assumes a Christian worldview. And, and a girl. And and, the, and she said she, especially given her statement, this is one we feel strongly about, and we should. Yes, Jen. And the things we feel strongly about, we should be talking about the Bible, about the things we feel strongly about. And you did not do that. So what does that tell us? Uh, what, what does that tell us? Tells me that she identifies as a Christian. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think it's wild that she's like, well, you know, we need to. We, 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 everyone feels strong about this, and it's good, you know. But we feel strong about this. You need to figure this out. But we don't say the Bible, and the only allusion you made to Christ was to call Christ a soft presence. That's sad, man. That's really stinking sad. I think that's autobiographical. Obviously, Christ is a very soft presence. If at all, in her life. In her life, absolutely. I'm going to go back to, to, to Proverbs 8. Blessed is the man who listens to me. Speaking of wisdom. Yes. Speaking of the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me, 
finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Mm -hmm. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul, and those who hate me love death. You are sending your kids into an institution that hates wisdom, like you said earlier. This cannot be overemphasized. Now, I I have a bad feeling that this professor from these... Did you catch that? Yeah, the, the, the Southeastern. Yeah. What in the world was that? Uh, the <laughs> Southeastern Baptist Theological, yeah. whatever in the world is. I have a bad feeling it's going to go right past the professor. Your turn. Here we go. What's your perspective on this issue? Yeah, uh, okay, okay. You're, also that, that, that's all we're getting. Your perspective. <laughs> right. Thanks. Anybody have a Bible anywhere? <laughs> family of all teachers. Uh, my aunts and uncles, both my parents are teachers. My sister, I have a teaching degree and, and a student taught in the public high schools in Chicago. And so, and I really value public education for the same reasons. There you oh, go. Yes. Oh, my goodness. See, it's a legitimate. We got both sides of the argument now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't he nice? Other things we could talk about more. Um, but we did raise our six children, either homeschooling them or in private school or sometimes a two-day week consortium kind of thing. And, and we would do that again, I think. And there are a number of reasons, again, that we can, we can talk about. But Please. I think before we ask the question of how we're going to educate our, our children as Christian parents, I think we need to ask a more fundamental question, and that is why? Like, what is education? And, and especially from a Christian perspective, why do we educate our children? And I think when we ask that question first, it'll help us get a better chance at answering the, the how we're going to do it question. And we need to start there. And so I like to sum it all up actually with one Greek word, not just because I'm a Greek professor, because it's a word we don't really have in English anymore. And it's the word paideia. And we have some remnants of that word in like pediatrics and pedagogy. But what paideia meant, it was this vision that the ancient Greeks and Romans had that the way to create a good society and the way to create people that flourish is that you need to take people from childishness to maturity or to wholeness through intentionally developing them to love. Wait, we got a, we got a question true. from over here. What's up, John? So we're going to go to the Greeks and the Romans. <laughs> <laughs> the Greeks and the Romans yeah. had this idea about how to civilize people. Right, right. No, and, and it was to bring... Yeah. It was to, yeah. Okay. Right. Three sentences in were to the Greeks and the Romans. <laughs> Both sides of the argument. <laughs> and good and beautiful. And not just to know what is true and good and beautiful, but to actually love it. Because our but there are Greeks and Romans in the Bible. Right. Yeah, there, there are. Yeah. Uh, Checkmate. Yeah, yeah. Check and mate. Yes. <laughs> Emotions and our affections drive actually everything we do. They're a huge part of our ethics. Our emotions actually are. And, and I want to say about that, too, just for everyone. There is state school in the Bible, too. It was put on by Nebuchadnezzar. And when the homeschoolers showed up, they're already smarter than everybody else. <laughs> so there you go. Education needs to focus on. Thanks, Luke, for your perspective. I really appreciate those things that you said. Now, John, what do you think? Okay, sorry, just making fun of this guy. On developing children in, in training their affections, training their understanding, training their knowledge in ways that they become whole people so that, again, they can be happy themselves and also contribute to society. Now, ancient Christians okay, adopted so this, is so, so <laughs> this is just so bad. This is just that the feeling type stuff. Yeah, you know, like, so they can love themselves and contribute. Oh, whatever. society. That's more they, Marxism uh, again. How they feel about themselves. They're complete morons, but they feel good about it. Neither one of these people uh, in 
this so-called debate was willing to take on the other, mm. which is why it's a good faith debate, which is why I said at the beginning that it was terminally nice. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was niceness on parade mm-hmm. beyond right. what I'm uh, really even accustomed to. I mean, this, is, this would right. make Tim Keller proud. <laughs> Well, you see, 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 Penny to sit back like like this, you know, and she's sitting back also. You know, she'd be, she'd be sitting like you know, forward. You know, <laughs> ah! it's not a good faith debate, then. This, as a category themselves, rightly so, um, not only for an. But, but did you notice he asked the question in the beginning? He didn't answer it. I don't think we're getting an answer. Did they answer this whole debate? I mean, last time I saw this, I don't remember an answer coming to that debate. What is the purpose of education? He's like, that we need to ask that question in the beginning. But then we go on, we never answer it. Well, so, has been answered so far. So, so, so if we're gonna, if that's the most important question, you think we should come up with an answer well, in this debate? He's, it, he's, his point was that it was to develop the, the children into useful members of society. Yeah, that was it. More Marxism. Mar- yeah, Marxism it was society. not. It was not anything about the kingdom. It was not anything yeah. about Christ or the Bible or the Bible right. or right. But, but it right. was yeah. to integrate into. The society, right? But Luke, let me educate you for a moment. Okay, go ahead. It, it's, <laughs> Some it's, more. Yeah. yeah, it's not about the, the the answers. It's about the journey. The journey. Oh, the journey. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We think we have answers. We never have answers. We have the journey. So it's better that we ask the questions than we ask other questions, and and that helps us on our journey. We're not interested in answers. That's narrow mindedness. I. All right, Luke. Yeah, do, and do that was it? that was demonstrated well when when John Bunyan wrote about uh, uh, Christian. When he reached the celestial city, he turned around and walked back again because it was all about, it went back the way he came. It was all about the journey, you know? We're never arriving at the celestial city. He just turned right back around and said, I want to do that again because it's all about the journey. That's what would happen if it was rewritten today. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> he would never reach he, the celestial city. He would never city. reach it. He'd never reach it. He'd go off on, yeah. go off for more adventures like freaking Robin Hood. But, but what about, what about the, the debater's tone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the first time we come across that one. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love the tone. I, I love the tone. Yeah. Oh, I don't like your tone. Understanding of what the message of the Bible is, of really a theological understanding that God is shaping us and forming us into the image of Christ, taking us from childishness. Uh, finally, we have some theology here. Oh my gosh, it took us forever. We're 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 17 minutes in. We're getting theology yeah, for the only, first time. Only two and a half minutes into his. Uh, to wholeness. So they adopt it as a as a theological category, but they also adopt it as a way of thinking about how to raise our children. And that really becomes the foundation for all of Western civilization, really up until the 20th century, this, this fundamental idea well, of shaping people toward the good and the true and the beautiful. Now, Christians get this from their Jewish heritage. We're familiar with Deuteronomy 6. Let me just read these verses. Disagree with that statement 100%. Not the Jewish heritage, the Hebrew heritage, or the but the biblical heritage. It's not the why would you call it the Jewish heritage? Yeah, it's the well, biblical heritage. Yeah, you, you, we call okay, saying Bible. The everybody. The B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone, alone on the education of the public school. The I B B L E. All right. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you're walking along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. The idea here in the Hebrew Bible and into Christian understanding is... What's the Hebrew Bible? What are we talking about here? 
How about just the Bible? Just say the Bible. The Jewish heritage is the Hebrew Bible. What are you talking about? This is the Christian Bible. What's what's going on here? Not without sounding like a bigot. (laughs) Well, is that education is not primarily about learning skills, job skills, or even learning, you know, self-expression or something like that. The point of education is very clear. It's development of virtue. And the development of virtue is good for you and good for others as well. Not what the Bible said, though, right? I mean, that's that's not what this, the passage of Scripture he just read didn't say that, right? It didn't say that's the point of education, right? Am, 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 am I crazy? He just read a Bible verse, and he concluded that the point of education is, is virtue, the development of virtue, and that's not what that passage said. No, that passage is about a thorough understanding and application of the law, law of, of God. God. Yes. Ooh. I'm going to... Uh, virtue is a matter of doing the right thing you do the next thing right you do the next right thing and so the law of god teaches us what is right and wrong so if you're virtuous you're going to do the next right thing there's a case to be made that he's talking about the law of god if if, but does he define it as such though well let's go on Okay. okay and of course from a christian perspective that virtue is oriented in god himself that we're learning to imitate God and to be okay, like him. Okay, okay that's better. Have, that's better, It's a little though. bit better, but why do you have to say from a Christian perspective? Hmm. You know, again, is that as legitimate as every uh, other perspective? As opposed to I mean, a public a, school perspective. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It is as opposed. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. this, yeah, this is the credit. debate. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're, we're debating <laughs> now. Hot coals now, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, sweating right. under the collar. Yeah, hammer and tongs, baby. <laughs> Get the little kids out and then training our children through our own model and our teaching to love the good, to love, and to love God and to love neighbor as well. So this Paideia vision, like I said, has really driven education for Christians forever. But we're in a dilemma now. We're in a real dilemma for Christian parents today. Because even though up until probably the 20th century, um, public education in the United States would have also spoken that exact same way, in the 20th century, you begin to lose that. Um, even in the mid-20th century, people like C.S. Lewis and Dorothy Sayers are... Already and Rush Dooney, but we're not going to talk about him. ...already beginning to... Or they're seeing lots of problems and beginning to write about it. And Dorothy Sayers wrote a famous essay about this that really became the, the foundation for the modern classical school movement. And so already in mid-20th century, they're seeing that education has lost its bearings and that it's not training people for virtue in the true and the good and the beautiful. It's becoming focused on job skills. I, I don't like that, John. I just don't like that. I don't, the, the virtue and the true and the good and the beautiful. I, 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 that's not specific enough. I, it, the Bible doesn't word it like that. Why are you wording it like that? That's my problem. Because this is a good faith debate, Luke. Nobody was intended to, they trotted two people out here to talk about why it's okay. They're, what they're doing, the whole point of this is to provide cover to Christian parents who want to send their children to public schools because they don't want to do it at home mm-hmm. or it, it's expensive to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And, and she eventually talks about how horribly expensive Christian schools can be. Mm-hmm. You know, she had six, five or six kids. Five kids, yeah. Right? Um, and so, you know, this is, this, is, this is a fig leaf for the Christian community that wants to send their children to public school. That's the whole point of what this is. Interesting. I, I say I have nothing to add to that. In fact, um, after that 
insightful comment by John. I, I, I might not have anything else to say. <laughs> fig, fig leaf. It, 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 it's, it's, it's well said. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a fig leaf. But I do have some, one more thing to say. Uh, <laughs> Scholar be surprised. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I, I want to talk about tone for a second. I don't know if I'll get a chance to do this, but I, I, I want to make a point here that Christ ran into the tone police oh my. himself. Christ did. This is Christ on trial, and John notices this, okay? Jesus answered him, talking about the high priest, I spoke openly to the world. John 18. Yep, John 18. I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet, and in secret, I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard me and what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, do you answer the high priest like that? Hmm. Tone police. Yep, there it is. Right there. Right. I, I, I mean, I know it doesn't have anything to talk about now, but I'm like, you know what? It's that whole John 18 just burns a hole in my head every time I I, I come across something like this. Like, you know, this like like John saying here, this this is a fig leaf. Mm-hmm. This is <coughs> excuse me, excuse me to pretend that we're actually having a debate and we're not. Mm-hmm. We are justifying wickedness. Yeah, that's true. Bills and you know self-expression only and if that was true in the mid 20th century i think how much more now with all the pressures of of college debt and the the narrowing of knowledge to stem fields and the focus that or all the problems of sin and wickedness that have flooded how about those problems he's going right to college debt and 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 the stem fields what about all the problems of the blatant acceptance and celebration of sin and the pressure of on the people who do not do who do not celebrate it? Why do you get an education so that you can get a good job? That kind of mindset is, you know, rampant and is really really dominates education at every level now. And add to that the difficulties of many moral issues that Christians okay, face. It really it puts Christian parents in a huge As dilemma. An aside. And so while I... Okay, okay. okay. Um, the, um, the difficulties of the moral issues. I, I'm not sure what that means. To, to remain unnamed. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And, and that was, it was like, he said, you know, these big problems, he's specific about college debt. And he goes, oh, and by the way, the moral problems, what, what are those? I guess those are the ones you survive, huh? Right, John? Those are the ones you survive yeah, yeah. through. Does college, how does college debt affect public education? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too. That's I don't a good know. question. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, we chose to homeschool and private school our kids, and while I completely respect and agree that we I should, don't. <laughs> Christian parents need to do what they're able to do, and if public school is their, is their choice, that's great. I think the key uh, okay, okay, is stop. that we need. Why are we having a debate? What did he yeah, just say? Right, right, right. Well, if they want to send their kids to public school, that's great. You know what? Jen never said that about pu- uh, homeschool and private school, really. Uh, no, she did. I did, think she did. Did. She, yeah. did she say that's great? She, well, she, she said, yeah, well, no, she didn't say that's great. She said, I would never force anyone to do what I'm doing. Not quite the same. Yeah. need to make sure we're starting with the question of what actually education is for and, and why we're doing it. And if you start with that, I think... It makes the decision a little bit easier if you have a choice. And again, many, many parents simply do not have a choice. But if- This is, again, a big apology. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry I have this yeah, position. Point, yeah. you know, oh, my yeah. god. Some people don't have the choice except to send their kids in the moral meat grinder yeah. uh, called public education. Well, who, who knows? They're probably going to have Muslim Day. Who knows? Satanist Day. Who? You don't have a choice. You have more if of a choice now than you've ever had. That's true. Education is formative of the person. 
I think it's for us what it meant was we wanted to you know be the primary okay okay well. for us we got the qualifier there right again. right for us right we're, we're not we're not go- this is the it's this not is not the right thing for, to do right right this is the south professor the southeastern baptist <laughs> theological seminary and you know what he's up there a greek didn't he say he's a greek scholar yeah yeah right right, right. and all we can do is well for us right yeah <laughs> come on bro i agree with jen that the home is absolutely central i know when our kids were little who we doesn't thinking, agree do we want to be away from them for their waking hours these eight hours a day that are very formative as opposed to what we could give them um, and we were able to do it it involved a lot of sacrifices and difficulties um, but and we didn't homeschool forever we ended up shifting gears at various points but um, for us it was the way to pursue this this idea of developing people in a certain way and so that's why we did that and i look forward to further discussion yeah I, I, and that concludes uh what, what did he say right there that, that 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 jen right there at the end right that, that jen could disagree uh, you know th- we want to develop our children in a certain way and right. jen like, yeah we want to develop our way in a certain way too yeah answer right. that yeah <laughs> oh man i don't know how i could come back from that one the gospel coalition is in <sighs> such bad shape man i mean real talk it, it is in bad shape they're playing stuff like this and they take themselves seriously at the same time it's they ought to be ashamed of themselves for putting this up and calling it a, even a good faith debate it's like you said it's it, it's it's not a debate it's not a christian debate um because it's not christian and it's not a debate it's it's uh marxism and marxism light if you will, you know, we're talking about the good of society and, and barely a Bible verse mentioned or justification. It's, it's unbelievable. Closing thoughts, dad. Um, yeah. Okay. From Proverbs one, one through seven, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the King of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, justice, judgment, and equity. How are we going to get this? I wonder. Well, we're going to get an answer. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, but a man of under, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Here's how we're going to do this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Amen. In the public school is a pile of fools they despise Christ, that, and they despise the scriptures. That means that they despise, they despise wisdom, d- despite their Jen's, you know, like, like neutrality thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, right. they despise wisdom. They despise instruction. Fools, and you know what, Jen? You're a fool for sending them there. Mm. There it is, John. I think that, I think that America today. The Western civilization, let's say, uh, is suffering a crisis of responsibility. Nobody wants to be responsible for anything. The the banks that w- right now we're we're facing bank failures uh, because well, they're guaranteed. The deposits are guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. You lay off the risk at every point, and parents have played the same game. They don't want to be responsible for educating their children in, in large measure. 
Um, the, everything, everything in business, in society, is, is all tied up with uh, insurance and liability and laying it off on somebody else. And, and this just cements that for me, that these people are they're just providing cover for parents who don't want to take the responsibility that they are that they're God-given responsibility hmm. that that they that they've been given. So uh, I I see this all you know fits hand in glove. Uh, they talk about mid mid twentieth century. You know we're approaching mid twenty first century. Uh, it's not not far off. Uh, the nineteen twenties is when the public schooling. Uh, socialism really came to the fore. You know, John Dewey was in his prime. Uh, they're they're pushing. They never made a secret of it. Um, hmm. And and it's look true. and look what it brought us. Yeah. I mean, here we are, a hundred years later, and he has been wildly successful mm-hmm. by by doing that. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, as a society, start to take responsibility, uh, keep sending these clowns to. Uh, elect that we're electing to Washington, Harrisburg, uh, and and this, the the local uh, governments. We keep supporting public school, you know, by paying our taxes and not really fighting it the way we need to fight it. Mm-hmm. You know, when was the last time you saw a, a real protest, at a school board meeting? Mm. You know, or it, it just it's. And how, how effective are those protests when they happen anyway? I mean, you know, I it see... It depends all, on how many people are there, Luke. I, I, well, I, I even see the videos of, you know, like mom-owned school board, oh, yeah. you know, and, you know, an angry mama bear, and she gets up there and everyone claps, and then the people on the school board, they say, next. And then the same parents send their children back. Yeah, send them back. They yeah. send them back. So yep. it, 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 it... it <sighs> Uh, I've been reduced to a babbling idiot here. Sorry, uh, at the end of this, just because uh, these these people make my head hurt, and, <laughs> and I throw my hands up and say, "This this is what Christians got. This is it." Yeah, and right. You got both sides of the argument here, man. I I don't understand why people take these guys seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think you're right, and I think a good summary is that this the, the main crux or push of this video is so that people who send their kids to public school, Christians can, who send their kids to public school can find a justification, and uh, they're not going to find any scriptural justification. They're just going to find feel-good justification um, that is mostly, from what she was saying, uh, bundled up in a Marxist foundational worldview. And uh, as every Christian should reject and and um, fight against that mentality, and you're not going to hear a scriptural justification in this entire video for sending your kid to public school. You're just going to hear a Marxist justification. As she said, she justified it with Marxism. We send our kids to public school for the good of the community. That is Marxism. That's communism. And it should be rejected at every single turn. Folks, thanks for listening so much to this presentation of the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society. This is the Think and Reform podcast. This is Luke, John, and Joel saying thanks for listening, and don't forget, we'll see you next time. Think and Reform.